Hello and welcome to the Women's Rugby League podcast. Today I'm joined by a very special guest. Emma Slow. Let's start at the beginning. How did you first fall in love with rugby league? Um, so I started playing rugby when I was around 10 years old at school with the lads. Um, and then um, from that, we, we did a bit of a mini tournament. And then I started playing down at um, what was Sheffield Eagles um, in a girls team. Um, back then, you could play actual women's rugby. Um, it didn't matter. You didn't have to have a... Um, you, didn't, you didn't have to be 16. So I... I started playing women's rugby from the age of about 13, 14. Wow. Um, but I've always been a big lass, so <laughs> it was all right. I could handle it. Um, so, yeah, I played down at, it was like Sheffield Eagles, like Hillsborough Hawks. Um, and then we got to a point where the standard wasn't amazing, but um, we just wanted to, I mean, ultimately, for me, I wanted to play for England, so we looked to go to a better team which were obviously in West Yorkshire on M62 Corridor um, and from there I went to um, Red Hill what, what was Red Hill which is now folded um, I can't even remember what age I was when I went up there but um, I think I was still maybe about 15, 16 um, oh, so you're still really young yeah. at this point when you you're, looking, you're still really young at this point looking at the future of what you want to do yeah absolutely um so I used to get lifts up there um, from my one of my best mates, Sue Cochran, um, who actually played for England as well. Um, we both used to travel up there together, um, stayed at Red Hill for a few seasons. Um, then after that, she actually went to what was Wakefield Panthers. Uh, and then I went to Cast Panthers a couple of seasons. Um, and then I joined up back at Wakefield Um where I spent majority of my playing career, really, um, which were coached by Brenda Dobeck. And you've got some other big names who've played there, like Gemma Walsh, Lindsay Anfield, um, Natalie Gilmore. And we, we stayed there a while, um, and it was fantastic, really. And that's when I first got picked for England um, while I was in that team. So, what age did you first get picked for England? Um, ooh, um, do you know what? I can't actually remember. Um, I think I may be merely... Actually, I wasn't. I was 16 when I first got picked for England. Uh, got picked. Um, this was before they toured Australia, but then I got dropped. So, I've, I've kind of seen the other side of it. Um, and then it just kind of probably spurred me on a little bit more um so then when i did actually first play um i can't remember how old i were but we played against france um in england um it was a real honor and i wanted to keep that shirt and i wanted to stay there because obviously i'd, I'd uh, felt what it felt like to, yeah, to, to be dropped to think to think you're there and then suddenly like oh you're not anymore absolutely yeah what, I'll, um, tell, I'll tell you what some of the players that have been picked at like 16 and 17 I've gone on to have some massive careers. Their, their, their spotting must have been unbelievable. Mm. Yeah, there's, uh, there's been a few. Like, and obviously there's a few young lasses in the setup now, um, which is which is great. But I think it, it kind of did me a bit of a favour, really, getting dropped. Um, 
changed my attitude a little bit and um, yeah, just kind of knew what I needed to do and I knew what I needed to do to keep keep my shirt. So, how many times did you play for England? I actually don't know. Oh. Uh, I know that I got when we when we played in the last World Cup in Australia. Um, there were, I think, there were about three of us that got the bronze lion, which they've started to do now, which was more than twenty caps. But I'm sure I've gone way over that. Um, I'm not. I, I don't know what I should have done. Is maybe count, <laughs> but you don't. Do you, when you when you're young and you just enjoy yourself, you that, just that's kinda, it. How many? How many did you have? I was too busy enjoying myself. I couldn't, couldn't tell you. Yeah. But we didn't get caps then. Like they get caps now. So literally, like, the amount of like games that I've played, I've literally only got one cap. Oh, quality! Just what you want. Full, I know. full career, and if someone like plays four or five times, their on that looks amazing compared to the one you've got. Yeah, yeah. I'll. I'll uh, <laughs> it's in my shelf though. It's it's in there. So. Um, Pride of place in the house, so yeah. So, what highlights did you have playing for England? Um, oh, I've had lots of highlights. Um, playing in, so I've played in three World Cups. Um, probably for me, the World Cup in England in um, 2013, um, when we got through to the semis and we nearly turned New Zealand over. That was probably one of my main highlights. Um, one of the best teams that I played with um, there. No, yeah, that, that 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 was when you look at that that team that we're playing. That was a hell of a team. Oh yeah, some amazing players in there. Um, it was just a shame that um, I won't speak about referees because it's a bit of a sore subject. Um, but yeah, when we played the first game against Australia, I will. I'm going to say it anyway. Put it out there. Um, the referee was absolutely atrocious. I think they thought because the Aussies had come over that they needed to give them uh, preferential treatment. Let's say, um, but yeah, that's a bit of a sore subject. But yeah, that that's probably my, my favourite bit. Well, every year it's an honour, isn't it, when you put on that shirt to represent your country? Um, not many people get to do it, do they? So no, I've loved every bit of it, really. That's it. It's like we're gonna have a. A World Cup at home, and I'm hoping the lasses who are going to play are going to realise how how big that's going to be for them. Yeah, I hope they do. Like it's it's one of them, isn't it? The, the game's changed so much, um, and it's just um, I wish I could play like to that level now. Uh, I'm, I'm past it now, and um, it's just um, all the attention that they get from media and. Um, you know, the um, support from the background they get. Um, and like even the Women's Super League, it's gone, it's, it's, getting, it's getting there. And I'm just, a bit, I think I'm just 10 years too old for it <laughs> now. But it, it's amazing what, what, what's happening at the minute with it all. Yeah, there's a, there's a few players I'm, I'm thinking like, the level was there 10 years ago and people didn't take notice and now they're taking notice and yeah. the more people watch you go, wow, that's really, really good. That's that's amazing to watch. Yeah, absolutely. And I just think, um, yeah, as I said, I'm just 10 years too old and just missed out on that. It's just the way it goes sometimes, isn't it? And um, But ultimately, 
you know, it'll never take away like my experience in rugby. It's, it's took a lot of my life up, but I've, I've loved every minute of it, and I've met some amazing um, friends from it. Um, so yeah. So, club rugby. You, you had a good run at it. You, you had some good achievement. Played in some very very good teams. Um, yeah, definitely. Um, so started as I said, started at Sheffield, uh, moved on to Red Hill, then to Cast Panthers, and then to Wakefield, and that's when um, we started winning quite a bit. Really, um, I think we had a fair few years, a fair few run of winning both Challenge Cup and League. Um, and had some fantastic years up there and met some great people and played alongside some amazing players um, and that's kind of where I learnt my um, trade, should I say um, was coached under Brenda Dobeck for num- numerous years, who was a fab coach um, also Sue Hayward um, and yeah, just kind of learnt what I needed to do from there and then went from there um, unfortunately, Wakefield folded. Well, they didn't. We kind of they didn't fold. We kind of went. We went from Wakefield to Featherstone. Yeah, kind of like uh, did a sideways movement to to keep existing. Yeah, absolutely. Which was which was the right decision, and you know, then we were playing under um, a professional rugby team, as it as it is. Um, and they're offering us facilities and training, and obviously they let us play at the ground, which was fab. Um, and then obviously we played there, played there quite a few years, and carried on winning numerous things. But then we just hit a point where we just struggled um, with the numbers in the team and things, and it just kind of dwindled down a little bit. Um, and then um, we weren't winning as much. Um, it was a little bit more difficult. There were quite, there were like a core number of players that kind of stuck it out. Um, and then tried to recruit and things. Um, but then for me, kind of, I had a bit of time away. I had I had Marley. I was pregnant. I had I had my little girl. Um, and then um, it it was my decision that I'd come back. I didn't really want to go to Featherstone for one reason or another. And um, Lindsay spoke to me and said, "Come and give it a, a go at Cass." And the last couple of seasons. Um, I played there, which was absolutely great. Um, great club ethos, amazing facilities, great coaching staff. Um, I just wish I were ten years younger. <laughs> I know because they're, they're they're doing the things now where they're getting the crowds in, they've got the social media right. They're getting people yep. who probably wouldn't have normally ever watched women's rugby watching it. And you go, <laughs> ten years ago when you was at your peak, how how big a name would you have been then? How big a star would you have been? Off the back of that, with people who can can show you in the light, you need, you guys need showing in. Yeah, um, I don't know. Like, it's, I'm not that sort of person. Like, I've just been and done what I needed to do, and I've really enjoyed it, and uh, and love my rugby. I always will do. Um, it, it's not about having my name in lights and things. It was just I wanted to represent my country um, and just play. You know, ultimately, I wanted to bring that World Cup home. As did a few others. I've, I've played within my time so it, it was just not meant to be um, but you know as I say I do wish I were 10 years younger <laughs> so we could have this platform now that the the, uh, the lasses have got but unfortunately that's how it is and um, I've enjoyed my, my rugby career and um, I'm very near in the 
end, if not the end now. So, um, yeah. Yeah, you'll say, like, say at Casper, they're averaging now big, big crowds. You get players who play in there who are getting used to playing in front of crowds week in, week out. Matches being it's advertised, you know, it's an event every single time they play. And I Definitely. think a few teams are going to jump on that now and go, well, if they can do it, we should just copy what they do. Yeah. And then we'll get our numbers up. Yeah, I think they just obviously need the support of the club as well. I think um, the club itself has really supported the women's team in the women's game. Um, and it was, it's been an amazing experience, especially playing at home. Um down at, at, at the Tigers ground and um, just having the, the fans there um, it's just uh, the experience was brilliant um, and afterwards I'm clapping and you're walking around the pitch and things like that it was awesome um, so I'm a bit jealous really <laughs> I'm going to miss out on that now but um, yeah it's, it's just it'd be nice for for all the clubs to be like that um, I know Clubs, obviously, you've got your Leeds Rhinos, your Featherstone, St. Ellen's, Bradford. Um, but it'd be nice for them all to get the numbers down and the crowds and, you know, people paying to go in and then obviously encouraging the youngsters to come through and getting more girls involved in the game. Everyone's favourite time, question time. Right. First question. Give yourself two pieces of advice... For a sixteen-year-old you, um, a long time ago. <laughs> so um, when I was sixteen, I, I'd, I'd got in the England team and then been dropped. So for me, the advice was: you come back bigger and stronger. You get back into the team and you don't get dropped ever again. Um, and also, obviously, just get fitter and stronger. Get it. Get in the gym do what I needed to do and just basically prove to them that they'd made a mistake. Question number two. Which players did you most look up to growing up? Um, so when I, obviously, again, a long time ago when I was growing up, um, it was mainly like the women role models. Um, back in the day, there were some amazing players. Um, I, I I won't be able to pick one, I don't think. I'd probably pick a few. Uh, and I actually got to play with some of them. So, um, so for me, um, Brenda Dobeck is probably was the the kind of rugby player of the time. Um, somebody to look up to. And obviously, I managed to play with her and get coached by her. Um, but also, uh, Lisa McIntosh. Um, she was um, a player who played for Bradford played props, same position as me. So as a kid looking up to her, thinking, oh, you know, I want to do what she does. Um, but there's, all, there's loads of other players I could name, like uh, Shelley Land. She was a number nine. It was absolutely amazing. Um, yeah, um, there's too many to kind of list, I suppose. But it was just when I was younger, just looked up to them who were at the top of the game and just kind of like obviously aspired to be like them. Question number three. Which moment or moments would you take away from your career and say that if you look back, that that was you, that was your career, the greatest thing that happened? Um, I think it's really difficult to pick one defining moment. Um, throughout my career, I've, you know, playing for Wakefield, that 
absolutely amazing. Just the team, the people that you meet, and just everything that we achieved as a team. Um, representing England on every occasion has always been an honour. Um, and just being out there, holding the your teammate and singing that national anthem and belting it out. Um, and then also, obviously, my last World Cup, uh, just having my little girl there to be able to watch me. Um, and my mum and sister that came over, it was that, that's an amazing feeling because you, you're not just doing it for yourself, then you're doing it for them as well. Yeah, because I got so, a memory going on. I went, I went to see my mum play in a World Cup because that's, that's massive. Absolutely. And I, I just wanted to be proud of me. Um, and have been able to be there and obviously she was only three at the time but she can still remember it and um, yeah it was amazing yeah absolutely fourth and final question where is your favourite places to have played throughout your career um, okay so um, the, the biggest game that I remember um, which was amazing playing at Feather Rovers but playing for England against New Zealand and nearly turning them over, and the crowd, like literally, the the stadium was pretty much full from all sides, and the crowd was just amazing. It was just such a good atmosphere. Um, so that's probably one of the ones I'd remember. Um, I'd never say Dewsbury because going down that hill is vile. Um, and then obviously at the last World Cup we played, we we played um, in Australia, and the the stadium. There were, were fab, um, but yeah, like you can, I don't think you can like when we used to play up at Townville. You can't beat that pitch up there. It were it were never boggy because um, it was on a bit of a hill, so all the water used to drain down. And we always used to we we, we had as best times playing up there. So I'm I'm not really bothered. And also, obviously, down at Cass because the ground the 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 grass down there is just immense because the ground is amazing. So. Um, it, it's not really. It, it didn't really matter to me. I'd, I'd uh, I've, I've played at loads of different places, but I think what I'll take away with it's just like obviously who you're playing with, and you know the reasons why you're playing, and that that's what makes it special, really. There we have it, listeners. End of yet another podcast. So, Emma, thank you for coming on. Is there anyone you need to give a shout out to before you go? Um. No, just uh, cheers to everybody who I've played with in the past. It's been a it's been a ball and a pleasure. Um, and just yeah, cheers. That's it. Thanks. Thank you.